Hey everybody, do you like podcasts? Do you like the Those Movie Dudes podcast? Well, maybe you want to go check out our sister podcast, Those Fantasy Dudes. If you're into fantasy football, Jonathan from Those Movie Dudes, mainstream boy himself, is joining his friend Jake from college. They're going to break down their fantasy football leagues. We're talking redraft, dynasty, keeper, pretty much everything related to fantasy football. If you're looking for that new podcast, you might as well check it out at Those Fantasy Dudes on Facebook and Instagram and thosefantasydudespodcast.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice-cold cherry Coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week, we watch the very ambitious directorial debut of Westworld producer Lisa Joy. Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson star in the futuristic investigation sci-fi romance, Reminiscence. Well, Spencer, we're here once again on Mainstream Boys, um, so I must ask you, how was your weekend? I was wondering if you were going to ask me that question. Did I say? Did I ask last week? I don't think you I did. You did not ask me that uh, last weekend, I don't believe. But I uh, figured it's because like, season actually, four, maybe we can switch things up, but I want to know how your weekend was. I had an excellent weekend. Thank you for asking. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Went up to a little uh, resort, Went did some uh, zip lining, did some hiking, did some uh, some aggressive ping pong uh, tournaments. Uh, we well, I watched a couple of movies. Uh, yeah, it was nice. Celebrated this was a you birthday. And your girl- this was you and your girlfriend, right? Yeah. This was you and Brooke? Okay, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that sounds awesome, dude. Wow. Yeah, it was nice. It was a little, little getaway. But uh, now that we're back, here to talk about... Reminiscence. Reminiscence. I do have one question for you, though, because I've always thought... Uh, Zip lining looks really fun, but it I feel like it would be a really disappointing experience. Was it actually fun? Uh yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. It's really quick. Like the lines are really like less than 20 seconds and then it's kind of done and then you're waiting yeah, for the exactly. rest of the group to go. <laughs> um but was there it, was like six lines in total and then they even had like little mini games like so like a couple of them you're given a rock and then you have to either like throw it into a bucket there's another one where you can oh. throw it at a uh, symbol, like a drum symbol. Uh, and then there was another one where you uh, got a hula hoop and you had to throw it and ring it around a uh, stump, a tree stump. And I was the only one in the group that was able to ring it around the tree stump. So I got to Let's put my name on the Hall of Fame. Go. So if you go up to uh, Sugarloaf, you can Doesn't see that my name, Ducky, <laughs> will be uh, in the, engraved in wood in the hall of fame so hell yeah all right i am so proud of you that that seems like the weekend was a complete success so i'm really happy for you that Uh, i got to play with puppies so i guess you could say my weekend was a success as well okay um yeah anyways here we are mainstream boys once again me and spencer every single week we get together talk about the new release films of the week grab a big bucket of popcorn a nice cold cherry coke and i gotta say i just ate more hummus so uh, still, hummus is what I'm. I've been snacking on. Is there anything in particular that kind of gets th- you through a film? It's funny that you mentioned hummus because recently we watched a movie over the past weekend, and the snack of choice was pretzels hummus? with some red pepper hummus. Yeah, oh, and it was delicious. Red pepper. I think I killed yeah. the entire container with the uh, pretzels. So um, it goes down like water. It's, so if you get like a just... smaller container of hummus, yeah, that's just. 
yeah, it's going to be gone in the first uh, the first serving. Well, I mean, no, no more than 35 minutes ago or so, I was at Publix looking for the larger container of garlic hummus. They didn't have it. I had to get the small one. Yeah. But, you know. Have you so gotten I, the supremely spicy one? I don't know. I don't think it's, so. It's supreme spicy. I think it's Saba or whatever that company is Sabra. that makes it. Sabra. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's supreme spicy. In the middle, there's a bunch of, like, chili flakes and, like, on peppers and stuff. And it's actually, there's a punch to it. And it's nice. Do you just want to make an all hummus podcast? We we've already talked about the cheese cast that we're that we've been pitching oh, around. Where we I don't think we mentioned that on the show, but yeah, cheese cast. Okay, which I, we I, talk we about. don't need to get into it because I don't want anyone to steal <laughs> this idea. Because okay, fair, cheese right, cast could yeah. become the new those movie dude show. So let your mind wander. Cheese yeah. cast. What do you think that could be? Many cheese. possibilities. Lots of cheese. Lots cheesy of movies. To talk about. No. Oh, maybe maybe that could be a one week thing. But anyways, yeah, this week we're talking about reminiscence. I understand. She's moved on, and you should too. People don't just vanish. To find where she'd gone, I had to know where she'd been. Was she running from the past? Or racing back towards it? It's an hour and 56 minutes, PG-13, 6.0 on IMDb, a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, Spencer. Uh, it is directed by first-time director Lisa Joy, who's really more known for her producing work, uh, mostly on Westworld, which is a show that I quite enjoyed for the first two seasons. Uh, did you ever get into that all that much? I watched the first season. I okay. then watched the original 1970s film called Westworld that the show's oh, shit. based on. Okay. Yep. Um, and I fell off in season two. I tried to watch the pilot of season three and just fell right off. Didn't even finish the pilot, I don't think. Uh, so I am not really into it, but I think the concept is really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think season one was really cool. It's a very ambitious show, which the same can be said for this movie that we're about to talk about. But the thing with Westworld is they just continue to just push it and push it and push it farther than I think they should. And I also did fall off uh, with season three, even though it was like a two year wait and I was really excited to watch it. Uh, I still, still have yet to finish it. Well, cause it, it makes sense that Lisa joy, the writer and director of reminiscence created the film and it is what it is because of like, even if you've seen Westworld, highly influenced for sure. If you know a little background of who Lisa joy is, she is married to Jonathan Nolan, who is Christopher Nolan's brother. And Jonathan Nolan is very much involved with uh, the writing of uh, Westworld and producing that as well. And uh, they, they just got some, and even with, Christopher Nolan that this film does kind of have some like inception esque like the oh, prestige esque yeah. type of uh filmmaking and storylines and just like the technology and stuff like that so you can tell that there's a little there's a connection to Nolan and it's even deeper if you look into it she's married to his fucking brother so it kind of honestly did sense. not realize that but yeah, a exactly. lot of connections could be made right now yep. now that you mentioned I looked it. Into it a little bit yeah um yeah that's that's actually really interesting but uh in case you don't know uh Nick Bannister played by Hugh Jackman a private investigator of the mind navigates the alluring world of the past when his life is changed by a new client May played by Rebecca Ferguson. A simple case becomes an obsession after she disappears and he fights to learn the truth about her. That tells you absolutely nothing about the movie. Um, but to be fair, I really didn't know anything about the movie before I watched it. I avoided any trailers. Uh, it was kind of right up until I watched it where my dad was like, yeah, I think it has to do with like 
uh well not time travel but in a sense sort of it's it's kind of just like reliving memories and stuff i mean it's a good title yeah re- that's it but that's a big word for me reminiscence true. yeah i mean true the, the many times i've tried to type it throughout the week 99 percent of the time i've been spell wrong it's, on it as well yeah <laughs> it's really hard to spell i actually wanted to make that a segment of this uh this episode is to like have us have a pen and paper and see if we could actually spell it but we do have Hugh jackman in here rebecca ferguson they're they're back together what was the last movie they were in spencer the greatest showman and unlike in the greatest showman this movie reminiscence you actually can listen to rebecca ferguson's actual singing voice because she did not do the singing in the greatest showman that was done by another professional musician this time oh really this is actually her uh, her voice are you trying to ruin the greatest showman for me right now because i'm not a big fan of the greatest showman i know that's your favorite movie of that year and you love it and the, the soundtrack is great i mean Come on, there's a couple of absolute banners on that soundtrack, but um, oh yeah, I'm just not a I I don't know I, I watched it once in theaters and wasn't a big fan, but it's okay. It's yeah, okay. I mean at the time I went to go see it with a very emotional girlfriend, so it was uh it, it kind of changed the experience for me. Yeah, um, I mean you loved Peter Rabbit, so I well I don't uh, that might be a reach. I didn't not like it though, so I can't disagree. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean th- this movie as well has a lot of kind of major characters and side character people who played characters in Westworld so they're thrown in this movie we got Thandon I Jesus Thandaway Newton isn't it just Thandy Newton I'm pretty sure is it in interviews the people interviewing her just say like thank Maybe you Thandy wants, <laughs> I don't know like, I don't even heard that before, me Thandy. So. <laughs> I think it's Thandy Newton I mean unless you're right, an extra. Well, we'll call her Thandy Angela Saffron's in this with a saffron. That's a type of rice. That's probably not how you say her last name. It's definitely foreign. But yeah, she's in it with a side role. But yeah, Spencer, I, again, I didn't know much about this movie going into it. What about you? What were your kind of uh, thoughts before you went into the movie? What were you expecting? Um, this movie first came on my radar when Warner Brothers announced that they were going to do the HBO Max day and date release with theaters and on the streaming platform. And then I looked up all of the movies that, uh, was going to fall under that category. Reminiscence was one of them. And I saw that it was yet creator of Westworld, Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, kind of sci-fi-y, maybe there's some connections with like Nolan-esque with the plot. And then the first trailer came out. I watched half of the trailer and I'm like, okay, I just, I don't get get it. The trailer. I I don't, I just like, I wasn't following what the story was going to be. And I also don't really like watching trailers nowadays. I kind of just would rather go into the movie blind and see where the movie takes me. So I watched like half of the trailer could tell that it was going to be so convoluted. I'm just like, I'm just going to watch the movie. That's going to be the selling point. Uh, So I avoided the rest of the trailers, the marketing, everything. I just knew that it was coming out this weekend. HBO max got that access. Uh, And then you texted me over this past weekend because you got to it first oh yeah and it doesn't happen often uh i was planning on watching it maybe that night and you were just i guess you're just checking in to see if i had watched it yet and i'm like no not yet and all you said was you don't need to watch it dot 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 (laughs) and then you said reminiscence was it but terrible dialogue and convoluted plot that was taking itself way too seriously you're gonna fall asleep trying to get through it I did so, I say that. <laughs> me not knowing the reviews, the reaction, the trailers, plot, really anything about it, that is what you gave me to look forward to. So I was a little disappointed. I mean, like, fucking A, all right. I guess I'll watch this movie that so I'm now not looking forward to. Uh, so I put it on last night, HBO Max, put it on the sound bar, put my phone in the other room. I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. Good for you. And I got to say, I liked a lot of things about it, but. It is just kind of a mess in the end. And okay. 
it just like it's got such an ambitious concept and the concept I actually thought was interesting. I mean, they're in this world that has like five inches of water at all times. It's very neo-noir. It's got that like old film noir style where he's kind of like narrating what's happening. And it's got that detective mystery of like, he's looking for this uh, long lost girlfriend. So I was like, okay, it's got a lot of potential. Interestingly enough, I watched a movie over this past weekend that was very similar in the plot. And you're going to be like, okay. what the fuck? But the movie was How Paper so? Towns. Yeah, uh, yeah. All, that's... It, all of a sudden, also, the you love of his Paper life Towns? just, just <laughs> disappears. Gone. Very and interesting he has no connection. idea why, and he tries to figure out like where she went. And then fucking 39 hours later, I'm watching Reminiscence. It's literally the same fucking romantic plot of him trying to find that's it just crazy, with futuristic dude. technology. And I was like, damn, there's a lot of similarities in that. Holy shit. This could have worked as a double feature bill on our new show. But it's not. This is Mainstream Boy. Um, Yeah, I mean. That's a. Wow. Okay. Great connection. I love that. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> like, it was very strange. But uh, yeah. the movie was, like I said, it was ambitious. It has a lot of interesting concepts. But just the flow of it was off. Something was just very off with this movie. And. I was even kind of like one step ahead of it, which I didn't expect to be because I thought the movie was going to be kind of convoluted, but it's got such a formulaic love story where it's like you can kind of piece together what's really happening. Yeah, I don't know. It just was a little, I don't know. It was a little muddled for me. I agree with you. I mean, you, you already, I mean, you knew my thoughts before you I, you even watched the movie, but I will, I'm going to go over the positives first because I think I can agree on some of the things you mentioned. Um, I do love the setting of this movie. It basically takes place in like a futuristic Miami after... I would say global warming took over. Like it's actually kind of factoring that in where you it's know. actually really hot. So people can't do anything during the daytime. It's like kind Miami in 20 years, probably. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. <laughs> we'll and like yeah. Th- there, there's like a whole section of the city that's completely flooded and they kind of live above that. Um, and then the rest of the city is like slowly flooding with water as well. So an interesting setting that I was like instantly kind of interested in. And then you're right. It does have this sort of film noir mystery thriller romance which i'm all in for that type of thing i think that that's a really cool concept and you got hugh jack and rebecca ferguson like what's not to love but it it kind of takes the same route as westworld like season two and three where it gets overly ambitious it throws all these plot lines in there that don't necessarily need to be there it's trying to be a little bit too smart i think it was obviously just influenced by other films. Like I saw Blade Runner. I saw Inception. Paper and Towns. it's like <laughs> Paper Towns. Yeah, obviously, like especially Paper Towns. But it just it didn't click. And the dialogue in the movie was bad, especially in like pivotal scenes that needed to be taken seriously. It just it didn't work, unfortunately. Do you have any so, specific examples of that uh, terrible dialogue? Because I have I didn't. There wasn't a, a specific like dialogue thing that happened, but for me, I had a weird like character moment that I just didn't fully understand. Yeah, I'm interested to hear it. Let's. What was it? <laughs> it was when he went to go talk to the mafia guy, and he is being interrogated and kind of tortured by put into that like eel tank, and then that all of a weird. sudden, Thandie Newton comes out of nowhere and just John Wick's like fucking shoots everybody in like slow mo and just is relentless and just like. Killing people, even though she's like, like the guy's bleeding out on the ground and stuff. Just brutal execution. 
And then, like, the next scene, she's working in a hospital helping, like, patients. I'm like, she's, like, this, like, perfect, like, specimen. Like a flashback? No, no, it was just, like, when she went and rescued him from uh, him interrogating all these uh, mafia guys. But then she stops working for Hugh Jackman and goes and, like, works for, like, a hospital and helps people in need. And That's the exact scene that I didn't like the dialogue in. When he fires her, that's the scene where it was, like, all of a sudden, it was the first time you really hear about it in the whole film. He brings up, like, her whole, like, daughter side plot. I'm like, where is it? Like, why do I care all of a sudden? It just doesn't, this doesn't work. Yep. (laughs) And, yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah, then they had the mafia subplot, and then they also had the subplot with Cliff Curtis, and that whole sequence with Cliff Curtis and, like, kind of what's revealed about what's going on with the mystery, it's, I don't know, it's just, it wasn't as impactful, I think, as it could have been. It just was like, okay, they're gonna go with the the cookie-cutter formula here, as in, like, you could have guessed what was gonna happen, and, I mean, ultimately what does happen, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make the mystery worth it for me, of him searching, because you spend the majority of this movie of just Hugh Jackman walking around this city, kind of talking to people, getting more info about where she may have gone, kind of looking into more like past stuff with the reminiscence. And it's a lot of him just looking for this girl. And then when it's revealed, the payout is just, it's not worth it. You might be able to say the same thing about paper towns where, uh, yeah, he kind of goes on this whole journey and then she's just like, yeah, I'm just trying to find myself. It's like, all right, cool. Well, that was a waste of time, but (laughs) yeah i yeah it it was just i was very unimpressed and frankly like i was very bored throughout most of the movie i think it was very well shot and like it they again like they tried to make it so exciting and cool but i just wasn't into it well i really wanted production design is amazing i mean it looks like the world building i should say is was great i thought i mean it was interesting I kind of was more curious to see the like origin of how the world got to be where it is with the whole like five inches of water, the poverty and the class systems that are, are now established. And then the whole reminiscence yeah. machine itself is very cool. And if they had focused more on maybe their job as looking into people's past memories and maybe just kind of going down a different rabbit hole of a story instead of him maybe trying to find this mystery love girl a generic we've, love story we've seen that done like it's... with paper towns like, or just with yeah. other films i mean <laughs> name a film a paris texas name a film where a guy's looking for a long lost love it it follows that same type of dude fucking we watched this movie a couple of months ago called flashback but a guy who uses a synthetic drug to fucking find this girl, long lost girl of where she went. And you know, she's an addict follows same plot lines as reminiscence. So for a $60 million original IP, it almost comes across as like a reboot (laughs) and just a genre blender of neo noir thriller, mystery, uh, futuristic stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's too familiar for it to be original unfortunately say say covid never happened say this was just a movie that comes out in theaters like hugh jackman rebecca ferguson producer of westworld like okay like really cool setting and background to this film i it would after a weekend i guarantee it would just it would bomb and it would probably have worse reviews than it does now this would be you know kind of yeah one of those box office bombs i mean i don't know why i'm comparing it to this movie because it's a movie that i haven't even seen but i feel like it was a movie that kind of was similar in that it was an original property with a similar type of budget and cast but it was um hotel artemis 
I did see that actually. Okay, um, but like a mid, a mid budget feature. Honest, but... I don't know about like plot lines, but a, just the fact that it's a mid budget feature released in theaters pre pandemic, and mm-hmm. it just it was just like it kind of fizzled. Like it, like yeah, some people went and saw it, didn't really have a lot of word of mouth. Kind of was just like yeah, it's all right, and then it just fizzles out because looking at Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a thirty eight percent critical, thirty nine. Does audience. it really? Okay. Yeah, like no, thir- like thirty nine audience though. That's a one percent difference between the critical uh, reaction and the audience. So the audience isn't even on board with this. So they feel like they're probably missing something. I guess the best way to describe it is, it's got such a high concept. It's very ambitious. It's got great actors. I mean, Hugh Jackman and Re- Rebecca Ferguson are fantastic in the movie. Because uh, they're just fantastic actors, they're going to be amazing. And they're trying they're in. in this movie. Like yeah, I'll give trying. it that. They're, they're tr- working the hardest they can with the script that they are given. Because yeah. a lot, just the dialogue scenes, it's like it's like they're struggling through it because it's just that bad. But with the concept, I'm sure it was probably a good selling point, just like from the pitch. Um, so I mean, yeah. I, I, it makes sense on why the movie was like what, like a sixty million dollar mid budget Warner Brothers feature. But it's just ultimately just very flat like you don't really walk away with a lot of stuff you don't take away much from the film the romance is it was okay i mean i think rebecca ferguson and hugh jackman have great chemistry because of hugh jack uh the greatest showman (laughs) so it's yeah i'd agree they already got that in that movie it was like a forbidden love story so it's a little bit different here it didn't make watching the film worth it at the end and that's that's what was so disappointed by it. Yeah, it, it's too bad because I, every there's a lot of great things about it, but in the end, it really fails where it matters for me. I think if this movie had come out ten years ago, where it didn't, I didn't feel like I've seen this plot done a million times and better. Um, I might actually have thought it was pretty cool, but personally, I was just, I was just really kind of let down. It's not like I had many expectations going into it, but I was checking my phone, checking the time. It, we started at like nine o'clock, so I was just getting. I almost dozed off, to be completely honest, and I was on a pretty comfortable couch. I did so. doze. Yeah, I did. No, for literally, I think two minutes because I remember coming to and being like, "Oh wait, I definitely missed something," and I w- I went back, went back, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, oh wait, I saw that." So it was literally like two minutes, but I was yeah. just, it was the whole exposition of Cliff Curtis giving his spiel about why he's doing what he's doing. I'm like, I just like, I don't care. Like I get it, but let's get, <laughs> dude, let's get there. <laughs> let's I, move I left on. the room. I left the room during the scene when he basically, uh, he hops on a boat, I think. And he goes out to go see where Angela Saffron is with the, and the, it's the whole subplot with the kid and what Keeps happened going. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I left the room and I came back and my dad was like, Oh, you missed something important. I'm like, did I though? <laughs> like, it, I mean, it was a pretty pivotal plot point but i could have honestly gone without it because it is ends up being very predictable so i don't know i what what would you give this movie i'm gonna try to be generous i definitely didn't hate it It, it's not a it's not a bad movie it's it's well made it's well shot it's well performed the visual effects are great it's 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 just when it comes down to the story is it's very formulaic and you've seen it done a hundred times before the only difference is that this is kind of a blender of a bunch of different genres so it's done in a way you haven't really seen before uh because i thought the the technology of the reminiscence machine was awesome and also and a little behind the scenes stuff that's all in camera practical effects the reminiscent machine in the big circle where the guys okay are, it was uh, like these projectors and stuff, memories or? yeah there was no uh visual effects well i mean i'm sure there was some to help it and to complement it but 
uh, they made it a point to say that like this has never been done before in terms of practical visual effects like this in camera of uh, okay. the reminiscence machine. So, I mean, a lot of budget and thought and time went into it, and you can tell because it's all there on screen. Just unfortunately, the story didn't complement it the way it should have. Uh, so, for that, I'm going to get it to a 2.5 out of 5. It's rotten, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, 2.5 out of 5 is a rotten score if we're on the tomato meter, but uh, it's still... It's a decent movie enough. I mean, if you're not hypercritical on movies and just kind of want to watch like a romance sci-fi blender of genres, sure. But like, it's hard to really know who this movie's for. Like, it's it's so, it's just so weird and yeah, strange, it's a mishmash but... of of a lot of things. And yeah. you know, and again, we keep saying it, but it is ambitious for a first-time director. She 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 got the budget. And now that you mentioned all this like cool camera work and practical effects, like it is very impressive, impressive from the technical aspects of the film, but, and they have a pretty solid cast, but it really does unfortunately fail at kind of just making the story cohesive and interesting and not generic and ultimately pretty boring in my opinion. So, and I think it runs a little bit too long. It just, it overstays its welcome just a bit. But, but the investigation, are, it just keeps going and going and going. It's that's like, kind of oh, how investigation on. movies are, though. Like, In a way, like on the, the little things. I fell yeah. asleep. It just kept going and going and yeah. going. It's like, it's like just it's it's one of those things where it's like, get to the fucking point. Yeah. I'm already there. Like, I'm there. Just wrap it up. But, yep. you know, I don't know. I, name a movie that's like this that does it well. Can you think of one that's like an investigation sci-fi? Minority Report. I mean, only because it's like yeah, similar technology one. and themes. That maybe uh, he's not looking Again, for a, a movie love, that was but... done years ago. That's that. That's a good one. It's tough. It's a tough thing to pull off. They did an okay job, but it didn't really work for me. Unfortunately, I'm actually gonna give it a two out of five. It's okay. That's all I can say. You know, there's not a lot of movies that are like this out. So if you want to watch it, I wouldn't go to the theater, but I'd maybe watch it on HBO Max. Why not? Yeah, it's it's just it's one not of those really a recommend. tough movies <laughs> where like it's it's not it's not bad and like it's not like it's not terrible so you can't just laugh at it or anything, but it's not yeah. very good. <laughs> so it's just such a very middle of the road. You've seen it before, just with new new ideas in some way. But yeah, it's unfortunate because they really are clearly trying to make this good, but the dialogue falls very flat, and I couldn't take it seriously. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh that is our review, our discussion on reminiscence, which I still definitely cannot spell. Um and I I consider myself a pretty good speller. I don't know about you, Spencer. Uh sometimes. Yeah, it depends. There's a lot of words I can't spell. But Spencer, I would like to kind of see what we're looking at next week. Do you know any movies that we could be could end up talking about? Yeah, we got a couple of streaming films that are being released next week uh, in theaters. It kind of looks like the only big film is uh, Candyman, the reboot from Universal. A lot uh, of ads it's on be that in one. Theaters. There's a Beatles documentary called The Beatles Get Back, directed by Peter Jackson. Uh, it says Walt Disney Studios. That might be a Disney Plus movie, but it could have a theatrical exclusive stuff uh, before it goes to Disney Plus so that might just be a theater only film but okay. for streaming we have a 
fucking studio comedy from John Cena, uh, Vacation Friends on Hulu. Yes. Okay. Hulu original. Uh, and then All we right. also have, which I've already said that I am not going to watch. So, John, if you want to watch this and just give your thoughts on it, I'll show up and listen. Uh, he's all that a little Addison Ray Netflix film. Oh, shit. That's a I remake mean... of she's all that, but he's all that. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, we did the kissing booth three. We did the kissing booth two as well. Uh, so I'm good with just not, you know, here's the thing. If it was Charlie D'Amelio, I might give it a chance, but since it's Addison Ray, she's like the 99 cent version of Charlie. I just, I don't care. Um, so, and even if it was Charlie D'Amelio, I even refused to get her drink at Dunkin' Donuts, the Charlie, cause it has whole milk. So yeah, I'm going to pass um, on that. Um, okay. uh, do you even know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, uh, just point is I'm not going to watch who's all that. So it's probably going to be vacation friends, or we might just throw a little, uh, curveball and just talk about maybe, you know, the green Knight. Or something else, or just you know, maybe cherry pick something that uh, we haven't talked about that's kind of new or recent, because uh, it's kind of a dull weekend of new releases. So yeah, yeah, we don't have the Avengers or anything coming out, but we'll, we'll you know, we'll find something. That's what we do. It's here gonna be a tough couple of weeks until uh, Malignant comes out, the James Wan film on September 10th. Uh, on HBO Oscar Max. season is not that far away too, so too those far. movies theoretically should be coming out. Um, but yeah, all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Mainstream Boys. You know, uh, new release movies every single week. Big bucket of popcorn. You know how it goes. Um, but we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday, and you can stay up to date with everything those movie dudes by following us on Instagram. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you haven't already and you want to stay up to date with everything related to Mainstream Boys or the Those Movie Dudes podcast itself, check us out on Instagram at Those Movie Dudes. That's where we're going to post everything related to the podcast. And if this is something that would interest you, go ahead and check out our sister podcast, Those Fantasy Dudes, where Jonathan, Mainstream Boy himself, joins his friend Jake and they talk about their fantasy football leagues, all things related to fantasy football redraft keeper dynasty if that's something that tickles your fancy definitely check that out at those fantasy dudes on instagram and facebook and those fantasy dudes